Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. On this episode of Headstrong, I have partnered with sexual health brand Pasante. Now, Pasante provide sexual health products which inspire people to make better, healthier choices. They're well known for their wide range of high-quality condoms and lubricants and are one of the largest suppliers of condoms to the NHS and not-for-profit organisations, making sure everyone has access to sexual health products. Go follow them today. It's at Passante UK on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Or send them a direct message to find out more information on safe, fun and consensual sex. Hello and welcome to Headstrong. My name is Louis Strong and I host this podcast. Headstrong is a podcast where I sit down with a variety of individuals in the public eye to talk to them about their lives and their careers, but notably their vulnerabilities and the times where they haven't always felt themselves and they felt like they've needed to reach out. And that is why I created Headstrong, not only to listen to some of the amazing guests that come on the show, and learn a little bit more about them and their lives and their careers. But for my listener to use the podcast as a tool and potentially use it for a time of self-reflection in whatever way that might be interpreted. Now, this week's guest on Headstrong is the magnificent and the wonderful Heidi and Closet from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. I sat down with Heidi to have a chat about her time on the show, as well as her new song that's just come out, called Gap, available on YouTube and all your music streaming platforms. Additionally, I had a chat about Heidi's time at school and how that was extremely isolating and where music actually fitted in. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Yo, hello. 
Hi. I'm Louis. Lovely to meet you. It's e- so nice to meet you. E- meet you, I suppose. What, what, this is the best we can do. Uh, how, how are we doing? Where are you? Where do I find you at the moment? Well, right now I am in West Hollywood, California, living my best life. I moved here six months ago from a little North Carolina. So, yeah, I'm just doing my best, living life to the fullest as I can in quarantine days. Of course, <laughs> the quarantine days. Big transition, as you say, over, just over six months ago that you did move. But we are chatting at the time of a very exciting uh, opportunity. We're chatting on the day of the release of the music video of your new song, which is already seen it hilarious uh and i loved it yes of course i love it absolutely adore it now i have to ask you what is your inspiration behind said music actually the inspiration is my fans inspired me for this because actually i was on my instagram live just talking nonsense like i tend to do and um wap came on in the background and then we i was so gentle with my fans and they were like what if you did the song i was like oh my god yeah da, 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 da. and then it kind of just spiraled out and i was like you know what why not let's do it let's go for it why whoever can who else can do it who else could do this who else (laughs) called gap who i don't know anyone else that could do it so i did it (laughs) microphone drop Mm. Mm -hmm. oh brilliant (laughs) now i've got i've got to ask you the question then Where, where where does music fit into your life then how much of a part is music of your life you know Music's always, I honestly never thought I would be doing music, but music has always had a special connection to me, um, whether it was some of my oldest memories was me being a very young child in the, the backseat of the car where my grandma would be driving us to wherever we were going. And she would always be playing like old school, like divas like Aretha Franklin and Diana Ross and Chaka Khan and all those things. And those are some of my fondest memories. And so I always have that, like that is tied to those fondest memories. So music's always been there for me. And I've always like found solace in music as well. Like growing up, I was very to myself a lot. So it was either music or video games growing up. So music's always been a special thing for me. Yeah, we got Diana Ross over here and we got Heidi and Closet over here. Absolutely. <laughs> but but you've never seen them in the room at the same time. No. Hey, someone's got to ask the question, though. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, let's delve, if we can, I want to delve a little deeper into, um, into yourself and, and growing up and that inspiration. Because as you were saying there, you grew up with your grandmother. Now, how important was her influence? Obviously, was it her, was it her influence that led you to, towards the, 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 your adoration of music? Uh, she probably had a really big influence with it also because growing up um i was in this little uh singing duet with my older sister uh who is Corey. um we sang a lot as well and my grandmother was the one who really like pushed us to do that so yeah so she really had a really big influence on my love for what is music and like yeah so she definitely had a big influence on that were you in the choir I was in the choir as well. I was in the, we, we sang a lot. I was in the choir. I was in a duet with my sister and then we we're on the parade team as well. It was a lot of singing going on, surprisingly. And the thing is, I, I loved music, but I'd never liked singing because I was always the background for my sister. <laughs> my sister was the, like the lead vocalist and I was always her background basically. So I was like, I don't even like singing. Okay, so if your sister ever did give you the opportunity, then what was your go-to number one song that you're going to go there and you're going to be like, right, I'm lead vocalist, I'm taking the reins here? Oh, I never had the opportunity, though. 
<laughs> and if you do want the opportunity, everybody go check the song out now. <laughs> Absolutely. Now you finally get to hear me as the lead vocalist uh, as on Gap. G-A-P. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, on on Headstrong, my my podcast. What we what I tend to do is I, I explore not only kind of your lives and careers and what's going on currently in the world and what's going on in your life, but I tend to look at um, times when you've also felt vulnerable yourself. So, I, I, if it's okay, I wanted to explore a few few things and, and see if we can ha- have a chat about a few things about that. Now, sure. gr- growing growing up, what is always a challenge for for any individual Uh, and you know that is a time for lessons to be learned and it's a time for exploration now what what was it in in terms of reflecting on on school and how you fitted in that led you to to find your your community and your friends Uh, well I didn't really ever fit in at school I was one of very few uh, people who were out in high school Um, But I found a place where I felt safe and belonged in uh, when I started doing dance. And I was part of the dance company at my high school. And that's when I really started to come into my own and find where I belonged and um, not feel as vulnerable at all the times and felt like I actually fit in somewhere. So thank you, Catalyst Dance Company and Britt Allen. Uh, for all the Brit Allen, who is also actually now one of my best friends, was my dance teacher back then. Um, but yeah, I really have to thank that, that her and the Catalyst Dance Company for um, allowing me to find a safe space and really be able to flourish and become who I am today. Before we do talk about school uh, and potentially some issues going on there, so would you say that you use dance as an opportunity to express yourself then? Uh, 100%. It was always a way for me to let my guard down um, because I, I am a person who, who at times can have a mask up to protect myself and like have like a outer exterior shell to keep myself uh, protected and performing, whether it's dancing, singing, or whatever kind of performance drag, it is a chance for me to, to let that guard down and just be me with no worries. So, yeah. When was it then that you first realized that you you knew inside yourself that this is what you wanted to pursue then? I've, I've known that I've wanted to be a performer for a very, very long time. Um, gosh, very young age, very young age. I think I was like 7 or 8, I think. Mm. I was like, I love being in front of an audience. There's something about it that's euphoric to me. Mm. And I really enjoy look at me, look at me using big words. I must have, <laughs> studied, I must have studied for this. But yeah, there's <laughs> something euphoric about performing and being in front of people. It, it, it just it's where I feel my most comfortable. Totally. I completely understand that. It's a, it's a real opportunity, especially growing up at school uh, and going through your childhood, a time to explore in almost a safe space. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the safe space that gives you that confidence that you can do whatever you want to do and that everything will be okay. Now, uh, at, I, I know that now you do a lot of work for anti-bullying programs and actually do a lot of, lot of talks in, in that regard. Now, where did this passion come from? Because I'm very curious because I'm a massive advocate for anti-bullying uh, and I absolutely uh, I love talking to anybody that, that is uh, supportive of the same, the same thing. So I'm, I'm curious as to where this passion came from and your, your drive to actually go into schools and do these kind of talks. Well, surprise, surprise. Um, 
I was bullied heavily um, uh, growing up. I remember the first time I was ever bullied, um, it was second grade. And um, well, I don't want to really go into the, the details because I don't know if I can even say the word that I was called. But um, it was it was the very first time I was ever bullied. And then I was continuously bullied. I, I had to fight. I had to defend myself. I had to argue. And it really affected me in very negative, negative ways. And I had to like, I had to go to anger management so I could not be that angry person that I had become. And seeing what all the bullying did to me, I don't want anyone to ever have to feel the way that I did or feel like they have to fight someone or they have to do this or they have to do that. I don't want anyone to ever feel the way that I felt. And um, that's where that really stems from is I know what it's like. I know the feeling of being bullied by literally everyone. No one likes you. No one no one's there for you. You feel isolated and alone. And it's it's a horrible feeling. All kinds of feelings, all kinds of thoughts, all kinds of th- No one should have to deal with those kind of things that I went through. And if my going and speaking about these things can help even just one person not have to feel the way that I felt during those times of my life. Then you've made a difference. I've, I've completed what I set out to do. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's one of those things where you do just go, it doesn't matter. No matter what I'm doing, I might be the most hilarious person in the world. I might be doing this. I might be doing that. But ultimately, if I'm out there to make a change, that is actually ultimately an incredibly important journey that you are on. Exactly. It, that, it's, it's so important to, 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 I feel like it's so important to look back and remember where you came from and to try and give back to that because it's like paying it forward. Like, Growing up, I didn't have people in in the public view or in mainstream like me. I didn't have that. And I longed for that. And now I can be what I longed for, for someone else. Uh, I see. So you're kind of, when you were, when you were growing up, then you kind of sought some sort of, uh, not, you know, someone to look up to and seek inspiration from and almost uh, to guide you subconsciously through, through your, your own experiences. So actually now you want to be that individual yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that, that, that's really like a valiant of you. Now, I, I'm curious, what was, your, what was your support network when you were going through these sort of experiences? Were you, did you feel very isolated yourself then? It was a very isolating thing. I had, I could probably count on one hand the number of friends I had. Mm. And that is not using all five fingers. Um, so it was definitely a very isolating thing. It was very, it was very difficult for me to try and move past those things. But time goes on and you're able to push past things. And it builds character and it really shapes and molds you into who you are going to be in the future. And the hardships that you faced yesterday make you stronger uh, against the hardships that you will face tomorrow. So, in, in which case, I'm curious to ask you then, would you, would you, what would you have changed if that has shaped you who you are? I wouldn't change anything because I've come to a place now where I am... 100% happy with who I am as a person and who I've become. And if you were to change any little thing in my past, I might not be the who I am today. And I love who I am. That's lovely. I love to hear it. 
This episode is in partnership with the sexual health brand Pesante. Pesante believe in freedom of expression and empowerment and how important it is to express yourself in the ways you feel most comfortable. Being yourself and finding your safe space is also an important factor in being happy and feeling confident. So go ahead and find that thing that makes you, you. Drag is a safe space to perform, express yourself and be who you are without fear of judgment. Exaggerating a specific gender identity via drag is a great way to celebrate pride and support the LGBTQ community. For many, drag is also a way of letting their guard down, entertaining and enjoying themselves. Pesante are anti-bullying advocates and believe that no one should be subject to bullying. If you know someone or are someone who is being bullied, it is important to recognise that this is not okay and we suggest to seek support from organisations such as Ditch the Label. Now, of course, you have driven yourself, as you've said there, through through all your life and through your through your, your own struggles to wonderful success and are indeed a prime example of hard work pays off. Now, mm-hmm. when did you first have um, RuPaul's Drag Race, the show, knocking on your door? Oh, when I first uh, uh, found it was actually season one. I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. I was like, I want to give that a whirl. That's so much fun. Did I ever think I was going to do it? No, but I instantly fell in love with it by watching it. I was like, oh my God, that's incredible. Um, But my eldest sibling, who is a trans woman, she is the one who introduced me to it. And then I just fell in love from there. And so I'm curious, so was it just at a time then, then you were just busy exploring and just enjoying it and you never actually saw it as some sort of like further progression? Yeah, there was definitely like a little time I was like, oh, I love it, but I would never pursue it. Mm. And then a little bit later, I was like, well, I want to give it a try. And then when I gave it a try, it became something I did for a hobby. And then when I was doing it for a hobby, it was like starting to get places with it. I was like, it became a passion. And now the passion is now a career. Hey. And it, it's crazy that I was able to change, take something that was literally just like something, oh, I'll watch on TV. And it became something of, a, it's literally changed my, my world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it does boil down to a kind of levels of commitment because, you know, you, you think about careers that you come to and you go, oh, you know, I, I, you know, for example, I love sport. Do I want to play sport? Mm, it's fine. Whatever. Do I watch it? Yeah, I can do that. And then you actually have uh, used it yourself. And actually it's small, small steps, small ticks in the box, I suppose. It is. It's a, jur- it's, it's a journey. It truly is. And it's not just about the end goal. It's, you also have to remember the journey that you went through because the journey is what shapes you into what you are going to be in the future so you know just en- enjoy where you are in your journey and just just keep pushing forward keep keep your keep your head up and keep moving forward so for before until your first day on the show that when you arrived then how long how much notice were you given oh goodness i don't know if i can just just say how much notice i had Ooh. it wasn't a lot but yeah really i don't know, I don't know if i can go specifics but it definitely was not a lot I definitely wish it had been longer, but hey, I'm pretty sure it was equal to what past seasons had gotten. So yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, I can't be like, well, da da da. So no, of yeah. course, of course, of course. I totally understand that. But what, what something that, yeah, I, that I no doubt you can you can talk about are from that phone call and the emotions that you must have be received yourself from when, when you got that first phone call. Talk me through that. So the first phone call, I was at home alone home alone sorry but uh, 
I love that series. But I was home alone and um, my phone rang and I was like, hello. And I was just like, I hadn't heard anything. So I was like, okay, well, I was like, well, I was like, who's calling me? And they were like, hello, <laughs> is this hiding Claus? I was like, yes. And I was like, because I hadn't heard anything. I was like, I don't know this number. And they were like, yes, this, is this hiding Claus? I was like, yes. And they're like, you've just been cast on RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. And I, I remember exactly what I did. As soon as they said it, I threw my phone in one direction towards the fireplace. And then ran to my bed and jumped on it, yelling, screaming, uh, t- crying a little bit. Tears of joy, of course. <laughs> About five minutes. And I was like, after the five minutes, I calmed down. I was like, maybe I should go back to my phone and figure out what I have to do next. That probably would be advantageous to me. So I finally went back. They were still on the phone, surprisingly. And then, <laughs> and then, and then we just kept moving from there. It was, um, it was an amazing surge of emotions because I honestly... I auditioned at a very last minute type mm. of deal and I never expected to get it, especially with it was being my first audition ever. I didn't expect to get it. And to be have gotten, I was like, this is crazy. I fully thought it was going to be like a whole punked moment, but it ended up being true. And, and there I was a couple months later. So do you think you went in then to the audition process then with a, with a bit, you know, with a bit of naivety? Oh, I went to the whole competition being naive. 100%. I knew nothing ahead of advance. I'd never worked in TV before, so I didn't know how any of that worked. I'd never done any of these things. So I definitely went into it bright-eyed and bushy-browed and, and wide-eyed. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. Where are we? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> on. Um, here I am. Surprise. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I remember getting off at the airport. I was like, I hope I don't get kidnapped. Uh, <laughs> Mm, this could be just one big joke well i suppose at least um with with that sort of like approach though at least that makes the whole experience far more authentic and you know you're not expecting something and and you're not you're not going in with any um i I don't want to say yeah exactly but i suppose there must have been some sort of apprehension then for you oh 100 i was like this is scary because one i had never gotten on a plane before and my first really Yeah, my first time ever getting on a plane was to go film Drag Race. I was like, oh my goodness. So how long was that flight? It was it was from, well, the first flight was from North Carolina to Georgia, which is only like a 45-minute flight, which was fine. It was very smooth, whatever. I was okay with that one. And it was like a four-and-a-half flight from Georgia to, to, to California. And I remember on that one, I hit my very first bit of turbulence. Oh, my word. And I freaked out. I was like... I just wanted to be on TV and I'm about to go down and we're going down. And I thought we was, I thought it was over. I thought I'd never experienced turbulence before. So I thought I was a goner. I was like, well, all I wanted was to be on TV and here I go. Okay, cool. Oh my word. I can't believe that. How, are you okay with it now? I'm I'm okay with planes now. Yes. Thank goodness. I, I I've wanted to, to ride them. Yes. Quite literally. <laughs> literally. Now, since you were uh, involved in the show, um, I know that you have committed to some some wonderful, 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 wonderful things. But this has also happened at, um, uh, at, at during a time that has been that has brought many, many questions about 
of the world and particularly o- over stateside as well uh, and also actually you know said questions have also come over to the uk and i wanted to um notably touch on touch on touch on the blm movement um because you've been openly vocal about this now yes. i instead of discussing it necessarily like that what what can we do actually to continue the conversation and continue the movement to continue the movement is to not forget and always continue willing to be open to talk about it. It needs to be talked about. That's the thing. These, this is something that should have been talked about decades ago. People of color have been being killed and being like discriminated against for decades, even after slavery was abolished. And, and this should have been addressed long before this. Um, I'm happy that it's finally a part of the conversation and finally getting the light shined on it that it needed. It's discouraging that it took so long, but the fact that it is progressing is enough. So just being able to have the conversation and talk about it to, because the converse, what the thing is, the thing is that if you're able to have the conversation, you're able to open up someone's point of view. You're not trying, it's not me, me saying something to someone. Isn't me trying to change who they are or their beliefs or anything. It's me trying to open up their mind to see a perspective that just may not be of their own. And if they can open up their perspective, they can see what someone's standpoint or someone's life is. And it might be able to like make them understand all the things that people have gone through through the years. And it could, it could change something in them. It can. And it, it would at least allow them to, to grow from it. And I suppose it also boils down to another addition of the the importance of education and how important it is to actually um, under, understand that this needs to be in education, be that in school or indeed actually via the media, because it's something that's, in, you know, overlooked completely. Absolutely. They say, what's that saying? That saying is history is written by the victors, which means not the full story is being told. Mm. And the thing is, for us to be able to get past all the systemic racism that's gone on in the world and all these things, the whole story needs to be told. So it needs it everything needs to be needs to be out in the open. Everything needs to be said, everything needs to be done, everything needs to be 100 percent seen. And like, and I think that in itself would be helpful. Now, I've got to ask you. Moving yeah. on from this then, what is the ultimate goal uh, for you? What is, what is your goal? Because we are, we are talking now with your new song coming out and I want to know what your future goals are. My future goals? Oh my goodness. There's so and be, that, be that professional or personal? There's so many. Um, there's so, so many goals. Um, one, I just want to continue growing my career and really pushing myself forward to be the best version of me. Really, that's... That's probably the number one thing is I want to be the best me I can possibly be. I feel like that should be everyone's end goal is to be the best you. And that's what my plan is, is to continue doing that. And whether it's working on more career stuff or more personal life things, just be the best Heidi in closet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, uh, this is a question that I ask every single one of my guests. What does the word headstrong mean to you? Headstrong. Headstrong means to me someone who they are, what is, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not direct. It's they know 
what they're doing. They know what they want. They know they they know what they're trying to do, and they're headed in that direction. And they're not going to let anything stop them. That's to me. That's what headstrong is. And I feel like a lot of us have to be headstrong because in life you have to you have to fight for what you want. Nothing. Well, some people get stuff handed to them, but most people you have to fight for what you want. So you have to be headstrong to keep pushing and keep fighting to get what you want and what you deserve and what you believe in. And and that to me is headstrong. Do you grow to be headstrong, or are you born headstrong? Uh, it can. I think it can vary. Some people are soft-hearted. And they have to learn to to be strong. They have to learn how to be headstrong. It's something that can be learned, but some people are just born with it. And that's just that's just life. You have to there's many things that we all have to learn that not everyone else has to learn. Being headstrong can be one thing that some people learn and some people just have it naturally. And Heidi's got it. Heidi has got it. I've learned it because I definitely never haven't always been headstrong, but I learned it for, for sure. sure. I mean, when, when you, when you were um, at a time when you weren't headstrong, then what makes you and what, what drives you, you know, when you're having a bad day and you are feeling self-conscious, you're feeling upset or down, what is your drive? My drive. <sighs> when I'm feeling down, my drive is first grab something to eat. Because <laughs> that always helps, but you know, um, I think it has to go back to it, it's me in the pursuit of happiness. You know, all I all I really want in life is to be happy and be the best me, and that's that's just it. Like when I'm down, I'm like, yeah, I can be down for a little bit. Yeah, I can be in my emotions for a little bit, but also I have to remember that I have to get up and keep pushing forward and and. At the end of the day, I want to live my life for me and be happy with who I am and what I'm doing. So it's definitely happiness is what is happiness and the pursuit of it is always what's pushing me going and moving and doing and, and stuff. I want to be happy. I came from, I'm not going to say I was poor growing up, but definitely we were not, <laughs> we definitely didn't have money. So I just, I want to be happy. I want to be able to, to live my life happy. And today is a day that you so should be happy because it is the day that the, your music video has come out. And the boy, is it day that getaway, please music video has come out and people are living for it. And it, it was such a joy filming it as well. I just love the colors. Actually, that's what I get. I love, I love the vibrancy and everything that's going on about it. So congratulations. It's like me. Vibrant. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, everybody go check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, the music is out elsewhere as well. Um, Heidi, thank you so much. Lovely to chat to you. It's been an absolute it pleasure to meet you. Incredible chatting with you. Oh my goodness. Such an amazing, amazing, amazing time. I really enjoyed it. Lots of love and I wish you all the best in the future and stay headstrong. Thank you. And so do you. Mwah! Sante products are available for free via the NHS or can be bought online at an affordable price. They ensure their products meet the highest safety standards so that everyone can enjoy sex. But lastly, and seriously, they believe in consent. So whoever with, whenever, and however you have sex, make sure it is safe and consensual. Remember, practice safer sex and always wear a condom.
Go ahead and check Pasante out at Pasante UK on socials. And that is it for this episode of Headstrong with Heidi in Closet. Thank you very much to Heidi for coming onto the show. And thank you to Heidi's publicist team for helping facilitate that. Now, if you did enjoy the show, feel free to share it on your socials. Feel free to follow us on our socials at Headstrong Podcast. If you did enjoy it as well, feel free to leave a review and indeed follow the podcast. Every little helps. I will see you on the next episode of Headstrong. And all that's left for me to say is stay safe and stay headstrong. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 